welcome to Awesome with Allison and Eric too. Hey babe, I'm Allison and our only goal with this podcast is to help you feel more awesome each time you listen, whether it's by laughing at us, laughing with us, or learning something new and helpful. We hope you feel a tad more empowered, lightened up, and awesome than you did before. We are here in the fabulous Pleasant Picture Studios. Hey Eric. Hello. (laughs) Welcome to episode 27. Today we are going to be talking about traits of an awesome leader. And not because Eric and I think that we are the most awesome leaders that ever existed. No, 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 no. We are going to be talking to somebody we think is an awesome leader. And it's a really, really fun, unique thing, I think, to get to talk to a politician, Mayor John Curtis of Provo, Utah, in this intimate setting. Yeah, he's in our basement. Pretty cool. Like, I don't know. Do we think we're special or something? I I think we're special. (laughs) Oh, don't let it go to our heads. But first, we have a couple of segments for you. And twist of events, Eric is going to be sharing uh, getting bookie with it. Na, 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 na. Good job, hon. Reading books. Way to be. That's right. And I'm excited to do this because I'm loving this book. James Allen is one of my favorite authors. He wrote his most famous book is As a Man Thinketh. I mean, that's that's a solid one. But this one, it's called The Way of Peace. This one is, I like this one even more. And just as a reminder, we always link to any of the books we recommend in the show notes on theallisonshow.com. The whole premise of the book is the dichotomy between self and truth. Self is what we're trying to overcome to get to the truth. Mm -hmm. And so he says, men pass from evil to good, from self to truth, through the dark gate of sorrow, for sorrow and self are inseparable. Only in the peace and bliss of truth is all sorrow vanquished. If you suffer disappointment because your cherished plans have been thwarted or because someone has not come up to your anticipations, it is because you are clinging to self. If you suffer remorse for your conduct, it is because you have given way to self. If you are overwhelmed with chagrin and regret because of the attitude of someone else toward you, it is because you have been cherishing self. If you are wounded on account of what has been done to you or said of you, it is because you are walking in the painful way of self. All suffering is of self. All suffering ends in truth. When you have entered into and realized truth, you will no longer suffer disappointment, remorse, regret, and sorrow will flee from you. Mic drop. Booyah kasha. I love that. It reminds me of, I think it's the Buddha who says that enlightenment is the absence of suffering. Yes. Which is an interesting way to think of enlightenment, right? But that's exactly what you just said. Exactly. And he mm-hmm. quote, he quotes Buddha quite a bit. There's so a, lot, a lot of discussion on Buddha. You're saying like, I'm basically at the same level as James Allen. Yeah, pretty much. That's, that's, what what I, I that, that's all I wanted to say. That's what I heard with that, with that getting booky with it. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> there it is. Na, 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 na. Okay, but that's like the point of this podcast is to like search out truths, right? It's to help you feel more awesome. But the way that we do that is by presenting truths in different forms. I think that's what we're doing. Yeah, exactly. What we're trying to do. What we're trying to do. We're just we're just a couple of people in a basement with the mayor. Um, So we have a real quick nobody cares about your kids because, you know, nobody cares about your kids. And this is more of just like we couldn't really think of anything specific, but we thought it might be good to just kind of give you like an update 
update on Fiona, who's 20 months old. And I think I shared this in an Instagram post, like loosely, but we just need you to know about her. And I tell people this all the time and they act like super concerned when I say it, but like she sincerely delights in the harm of others. My nose, she ripped off a part of my like skin of my nose today. has a huge chunk of his nose missing and he- and that, that's, that's extreme. There's a, there's a scratch. She, she swept away from- s- Half of his nose is Yeah, gone. I have a hole in my face. <laughs> she's, she's a devil. You, you can't say chunk. That's that's too much. She's, the thing is, is like it makes her so happy to hurt you and me. I don't know why. Like because if I really do start like crying or like getting like actually hurt by like she'll almost rip my earring out of my ear, and I think it's she just like reactions or she's a sociopath. It's like one of the two. Yeah, when you react, it, it fuels her, and she goes even yeah. crazier on you. Uh, we've just she's our third child, and we've just never had a like they like the reaction, they like the mischievousness, but I've never had a child that so sincerely finds true pleasure. Like if another little kid is crying, she starts laughing and is happy. Yeah. Have you noticed that? Yeah, absolutely. It's like kind of terrifying. And she's like, you know, not even 20 pounds, bald, has a lot of teeth. (laughs) She sounds like a gremlin. (laughs) She kind of is a gremlin. But we'll stop talking about it because nobody nobody cares cares about about your kids. kids. And we have an extra, extra, extra prestigious (laughs) guest with us and, and fabulous guest. We have Mayor... John Curtis. Hello. Hello. I'm so happy to be here. Are you overwhelmed? I'm overwhelmed, yes. <laughs> mayor of what? Get- this is the mayor of Provo. That's correct. That's where we live, by the way. Where Pleasant Picture Studio is located. Our businesses yep. are in Provo. Claim yes. to fame. Um, but also, Mayor John Curtis is running for Congress. That is true. Yes. And so here's the thing, guys. I don't like to get political. I always say I don't like to get political. I like to get philosophical. But we are friends through him being the mayor with John Curtis. We love him. And he has just been the most incredible mayor. He has a 94% approval rating. Did I make that up? No, no. That's that's, that's unheard right. of. That doesn't ever happen, by the way. If I were so, mayor, I'd want that. So you know how I look at that. I, I say, okay, if I'm in a room with 100 people, six people don't like me. Yeah. that's. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? My dad, his response, because we launched our podcast uh-huh. and we started getting awesome reviews. But then, of course... Yeah. Right out of the bat, there was one really type of review that just struck a chord. And he said, if you don't get any negative, you're not pushing hard enough. Yeah. That sounds like something my mom would say. There, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. And so that just means we know that you're you're sticking true to yourself. But um, I just want to share a little bit with you about Mayor Curtis. For those of you who don't live in Provo, so you understand him more than the mayor of our fair city. He's been the mayor for eight years. He's running for Congress of Utah District 3. He's a successful business owner, helped build up a multi-million dollar company called Action Target. He is the father of six. Yes. Grandfather of almost six. Yes. Two in the oven, you were Two saying. Two in the oven, yep. Awesome. And he is the lover of witty and whimsical socks. <laughs> I kind of like, he's just a lover. Just a lover. I know, earlier we were practicing and I said, he's the lover of, and we've got Courtney Kendrick in the background. Hey, girl. Hey. And uh, she was like, yes, he's just a lover. So uh, he's- I mean, I wouldn't know 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> not from personal experience. <laughs> to know his wife Sue is very happy woman. That's all. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I want to tell you guys how I know Mayor Curtis because, like I said, I'm. You can all stone me and hate me for this. I'm not that into politics. Eric is very into politics. Sure. Sure, but. Mayor Curtis or somebody from your team reached out to me. Yeah. And this was after I had started throwing dance parties. And, and honestly, this was four years ago, I think. Right. And do you, I don't know if you remember what we talked about the first time we met. I Because I'm going to tell you, and it'll probably embarrass both of us. I know. I'm, uh, well, you tell I me. But I was there. I don't remember. You, you remember? weren't there. No, I was there. Oh, thanks for coming. <laughs> You're welcome. I just remember I sat, I think I sat at your desk or I laid on it. I'm not sure. Did we take a picture? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She had her feet up on the desk. Yeah, That's yeah, the yeah. one thing I remember. Yeah. What did we talk about? So the reason we reached out to you is we've tried really hard to do outreach different than, than anybody else does. And, yeah. Um, and we knew there were people like you and Courtney in our city mm. who who just owned social media. And <laughs> yes. and we wanted to learn what we could learn to apply it in government. I love that. And so you came to see us and I said to you kind of jokingly, um, my goal is to to you know rule the world. Oh yeah. And you laughed and you said, So's mine <laughs> <laughs> I believe that. She said that for me. Oh I'm sure I was kidding. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Of all the things that people have repeated back to me that I've said, that's probably the least embarrassing. Okay. Uh, uh, Trevor Christian, you know Trevor Christensen, the photographer. Yeah, he's taken my picture a lot. He's the best. Yeah. And he's taken pictures at so many of my events. And I said, how did we even meet? Like, how did I reach out to you? And he's like, you reached out to me and told me you were a big deal. And I'm like, no, I didn't. Oh, and yes. I'm like, I believe I that. Might have. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's the least embarrassing. And so I was obviously me. I was really flattered, but but also I was really um, intrigued that a city official would care about social media. You know, and I thought that was really, really cool. Well, it's been it's been amazing for us in yeah. the way we communicate with our residents, and it's just a whole game changer. I I, I just. I'm surprised more politicians don't do it. Well, and you've really embraced it. You have a blog. Yep. And you're great about posting on, I mean, for a politician, I wouldn't say for an influencer, but you're great about posting on your your social. Yes. Yeah. You share your socks. Yes. And and so it's, it's a strong brand. That's the goal. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and part of that is this idea that people so rarely are communicating with their government, right? Mm -hmm. And so... Um, most people find us stodgy and boring, and yeah. so you've got a you've got a you've got to package it so they find it interesting. Yeah, and uh, you know that, and and for yeah. government, that's a hard thing to do. Yeah, well, I think that's exactly what it is. Is you've been very accessible, and just so you guys understand how awesome and accessible Mayor Curtis has been is when I did my first big dance party <laughs> um, on the rooftop of the Utah Valley Convention Center, <laughs> we invited him to come to Allison's Flamingo Fest, but I did not tell him it was an all-female no, dance party. No, I wasn't I even didn't there. tell him. I didn't tell him on purpose. <laughs> and you came. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then Provo City was also kind enough to, in part, sponsor Allison's Gem Jam yep. on International Women's Day. Yep. And so that's one reason, like I said, I, I'm not ever going to get political with you guys, but I do get philosophical, and I believe there are people, and 
yes, some of them are in politics who are doing their best to share their awesome, make the world a better place. And as a local business owner and entrepreneur, Mayor Curtis has been that for both Eric and I. Eric, what has Mayor Curtis done with you? Well, I just want to go back to we went to college here. So I think um, we moved, we were in Salt Lake for a while and then in Philadelphia, we moved back in 2009. And then we noticed the change. Like we, we, we felt like the downtown became so much more fun. The music scene was supported because I'm a musician. I thought that was cool. I thought like all the programs were awesome and like just the city felt so much tighter and more unified. Mm -hmm. It was seriously night and day from when we were in college to when we came back. Yeah. And that's what we're always plugging to people is, you know, people who went to BYU or were here for college and they're like, you still live in Provo? We're like, it's a different city. And so that is a really long preamble to why we have Mayor Curtis with us today and what we're going to be talking about. So again, you know, we're not just here to talk about Mayor Curtis or Allison or Eric, we're here to give you tools for living a more awesome life. We want you to feel more awesome than you did before. And what I thought would be fun with um, Mayor Curtis is that we talk to him about leadership because leadership is something, whether you are at home with your kids, whether you're in corporate America, whether you're in a church organization, whether you are an entrepreneur, you need leadership skills. So I thought it would be really cool with, because you've both built up a very successful business and have acted as the mayor and are running for Congress, that you would have a unique perspective on leadership. And I was hoping you would share with us three tools or tips or things you've learned about leadership from these amazing opportunities that you've had. Okay, I would love to do that. Thank you. The first one that came to mind Mm -hmm. um, is that my experience is most people don't do the hard things. And, and let me tell you what I mean by that. There's some things that are just hard, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, for instance, I, I think back early in my career, I, I had some disappointing news for a customer. We weren't be able, going to be able to deliver something I had promised. Yeah. And people's natural reaction is to dodge that phone call to the customer yes. to say, right? And they end up telling a story or they end up trying to buffer it or the, mm-hmm. and things like that. Inevitably... Um, it makes it worse, mm-hmm. right? So every like, time, every time. Like <laughs> if I wait a day to call and say instead of just calling at the moment, and I've learned that it's so therapeutic to just do the hard thing immediately. I love that. And this is another key thing. It's just never as hard as you think it's going to be. So I had to call this customer and say, look, I. I've tried my hardest and I can't deliver this thing. And before the call, in my mind's eye, she was going to destroy me or she was going to destroy my company or and, and things. I mean, you always think worst case scenario. Worst case, yep. Yeah, well, in the end, she said, okay, well, thanks for calling. What can we do? And, and then we brainstormed, you know, something else that we could do to, to make up for that. And I felt so good um, having been able to communicate that to her and, and then help her figure out how we could overcome this. And it's just my experience that people aren't willing to deliver bad news and that you know that doesn't matter if you're talking about disciplining an employee that's done something wrong or even terminating an employee people just are not willing to do that so they let situations go on and on and on that would Mm. be better addressed just right up front do the hard thing buck up and do it and it's inevitably it's easier to do the hard thing than not to do the hard thing right i love that don't let it fester don't let it get worse do you have a follow-up tip do you have any tips for but how do you do the hard thing (laughs) <laughs> what what makes you just do it immediately it seems like it was because it's so much better right i mean because let's think about what happens when you don't do it you're going to do it eventually 
You'll have right. to yeah. somehow. Yeah. There's some kind of reckoning coming, yeah. right? And and it might be you know if you've got an employee that you just are not willing to tell them. You know, I'll tell you an example on me that was not good is I had an employee years ago that would come in late every day, and it mm-hmm. bothered me, and it bothered me, and it bothered me, and it impacted my relationship with this employee, mm-hmm. and it wasn't fair that I didn't tell this employee what yeah. was going on. So I went months, right, without this before I finally sat him down and said, you know what, this is not acceptable. Yeah. And guess what, they changed their behavior and everything was good. And so the reality of it is, the secret is to do it and do it now because it's not getting any easier and you're only making it worse by putting it off and postponing it. And there's lots of categories. It's, it's our interactions with other people, it's, it's customers, it's promises we've made that we're, we're struggling to keep. There's just yeah. tons of categories where, where we have to do the hard thing. And if you don't put it off, you'll, you'll live longer. I love, I love that. And I think it's, you know, so tip number one, do the, do the hard, do the difficult thing right now. Don't put it off. And I think what I love you're saying is it's like you're being kind to your future self. Yes. And reality, you're actually being kind to to the other person as well. Right. Whether it's an employee that needs to know something or a customer, they want to know as soon as possible. Yeah. Right. So that they can deal with it. And so it's actually doing the right thing for them too. I I love that because... Yes, as as an employee or somebody who's delivering a service, when I don't have any feedback, I can't improve. Right. And Eric has to like coach me because I'll do campaigns and I don't get feedback because they're moving at such such a fast pace. And I'll be like, (gasps) and he's like, it's okay, babe. Like you didn't get the feedback, but you're going to be okay. Like, (laughs) okay. I love that. So tip number one, do the difficult thing first. Don't wait. Do it now. Woman up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, good. Okay. Tip number two. Tip number two is um, my, this is how my mother used to phrase this. An A is not very much harder than a B. Oh, okay. And so let me tell you what she means by that. So to get a B in a class, you have to go to the class, you have to do homework, you have to do everything, right? And the difference between an A and a B is just a few minutes more uh, of study, just a few minutes more of hard work. And if you look around in business and and in the world, there's a lot of Bs. And there are very few people putting in that last phone call of the day, working just a couple of minutes more, going to that next customer, answering a few more emails. And and my experience is that people who who will take that time to go from a B to an A, there's just not very many people. And you can separate, that's where you separate yourself from the masses. The masses will be happy with a B and they'll do the work to get to the B. And the people who get the A's just do that much more work. It's, It's that extra phone call. It's that extra little effort into a project yeah. uh, that, that make it an A instead of a B. I got to tell you, the bar is frequently low, right? Because you'll call somebody and make that extra effort on, on delivering something that somebody else wouldn't do. And it's not that much dramatically better, yeah. uh, but it's just that tiny little bit more. I love that. I can see that example from you in coming to the dance party (laughs) but really because it would be really easy for you i know you've got a lot of other things going on and it's a dance party and (laughs) it's all women and i don't i so this is a secret i i can't i don't have a beat man i have no rhythm (laughs) i have no rhythm we'll work on it this is a confession i'm making here yeah i teach dance moves you know? Yeah, but you got okay. You can try. I, get, I do. I have a foolproof dance move that I teach people who say they can't dance. Oh my so gosh, hold on. Remember the we had you in a music video, and dancing. that's what I wanted you to talk about. Is I feel like that's this right. also shows. Tell them about the music oh, yeah. video, which 
Okay, so I'm going to... Should gonna, we link to it? Is it public? It's, it's not public yet, but it, it'll come out sometime. Okay. But I'm in a band with Elaine Bradley of Neon Trees called Kissed Out. We've played the songs on the podcast. <laughs> well, we, we ran around Provo doing you know, silly things, dancing in different places, and we got the mayor to come and do some dance moves. And he told us then he couldn't dance, but guess what? He did it anyway, and it was awesome. <laughs> and, and It I was lo- so cool. I love that because that's I... doing hard things. Right? Doing hard things, doing yeah. hard things, but it's also really an example of that second thing that you're talking about where it's taking it from a B to an A. Yeah. Right? Showing up at the dance party with flamingo socks. <laughs> you know, showing up to dance in the local musicians' yeah. dance Just video. a little bit more. Yeah. Just, just a little bit more. And I, I think that's awesome. I love that tip. I really like, too, how you said typically the bar's pretty low. And not from a pessimistic standpoint, but that think of it optimistically, you can exceed people's expectations. Isn't that great? So this is my secret about government, right? Yeah. How hard is it to exceed expectations in social media and government? Uh, <laughs> just being online. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. yeah I true. love that. But that's also such an interesting perspective. You found a blatantly obvious um, hole. hole. Yeah. Yes. That is not blatant to with other... A t- with a ton of upside. Yeah. With a ton of upside. Yep. And then you've over-delivered. Yeah, well, and we've had fun. Yes, yeah. and, and I think that that's the most important thing is it doesn't feel contrived. It doesn't feel stodgy. No, it feels, I mean, you're, you're generally interested in people. Like, I feel confident saying that because everyone feels like you're their best friend. And so it feels very genuine when you were reaching out and posting and showing your personal life with your socks and fun things and really asking, like, your constituents, like, how they feel. And you have these, like, live Facebook Mm-hmm. Uh, videos where they can ask anything, which is crazy vulnerable for a politician. Yeah. I, I'm I'm impressed that you dare to do that. So it shows that you're a genuine person and really like setting the bar high for the next mayor. So you, you use the, the vulnerable word, and I think that's actually a key. Um, politicians tend to try to show no vulnerability. And so I what's think people in general? Do yeah. That. So what's but our natural reaction? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what's our natural reaction is we try to find the vulnerability. And so, and that happens to politicians is, look, you know, I'm Teflon, I'm perfect, I never make a mistake. Human nature is we're going to keep probing until we find that. So if you do just the opposite and say, hey, guess what? Look, you know, I got all these flaws, (laughs) right? I'm, I'm a flawed character. They don't look. Yeah. Uh, for your flaws. As a matter of fact, it. they actually come to your aid, right? And because you're vulnerable. Yeah. And, uh, and the reality of it is we're all vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm I'm listening to um, this cool book called uh, Advantage right now, and it's talking about how organizational health is the the number one determining factor of success in any in any business. And the case for it is really good. I'm really enjoying the book. Um, and he talks about that necessity for vulnerabilities vulnerability in the leaders. Brene Brown also talks about vulnerability all the time, uh, but that the vulnerability is necessary because when there is no vulnerability, nobody can give you feedback. Mm. Nobody will give you feedback because um, giving feedback puts you in a vulnerable position. And so when you yourself are not vulnerable, nobody is going to give you feedback. And this is kind of like what we talked about before. If I don't get any feedback, how do I improve? And politicians, it's like they're getting all 
like no real feedback. They're just getting attacked. And I, I do think it's that lack of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're either getting all feedback. So like I you mean, can't it's, hear it's anything. Yeah, it's rough. Yeah. And it's, it's not, they don't, if they don't think you're genuine, they're not going to give you genuine feedback or, yeah. or give you the benefit of the doubt usually. So one of the things I'm experiencing right now is the difference between being an elected official and, and then being in a campaign. And in the campaign, uh, it all turns to the worst uh, because you've got to be non-vulnerable in a campaign, right? Yeah. And, and it's different. And people will be far more aggressive about attacking your vulnerabilities right. in a campaign. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's no fun. No, <laughs> it's no fun. And that's why I get upset by politics. But um, you would have been proud of him this morning. <laughs> Eric watched a debate. Yeah, you did great. Oh, yeah. It was actually fun. Sometimes I don't have fun with those, but uh, this one was fun this Doug morning. Doug Wright seemed like a good moderator. Yeah, Doug's yeah. a good man. Awesome. Thanks for um, keeping politically in tune, Eric. So one of us <laughs> needs to do it. Awesome. Okay. So tip number two was it's not that much harder to get the A than it is to get the B. And I love that. Now let's hear tip or tool or insight number three that you've learned about leadership. So this one is, I'm I'm going way back in my brain here to 1978. And there was a man that you don't hear a lot about now. His name's Zig Ziglar. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah, we know that. Do you know Zig Ziglar? My dad's a big fan. Is he? And so he was really big when I was in high school. And I remember this line he had that said, you can get anything you want in this world if... You help enough other people get what they want. I love it. And I've really found that to be true. And unfortunately, um, too often in politics and in business, it's about me. Mm-hmm. Uh, me, 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 and, and building up for me. And you know, when I'm able to set that aside, and, and trust me, I'm not perfect, but when I'm able to set that aside and concentrate on helping other people get what they want, it's crazy how much actually comes back to you in goodwill and, and good things happening. And if I think if we can keep that mindset, and it's hard, it's against human nature mm-hmm. uh, to say, you know what, let's, l- l- we've all got to get something here or it's not worth me getting anything. Yeah. Well, and it, it just reminds me of the business principle, which probably stems from him because he's, you know, one of those godfathers of self-helpery that nobody cares about your product. They just want their problem solved. And and it's the same thing as being a politician. It's like nobody cares about you. Yeah. They just want their problem solved, you know, but we get so excited about our product. We get so excited about ourselves yeah. That we forget that. So there's an interesting thing I've I've found in politics, which is we assume, like right now, it's all about healthcare, right? And it's all about just a certain topics. But I've learned that to the average person, things come along in their lives where that's all that matters. So mm-hmm. if it's the day your garbage didn't get picked up, you don't care about taxes. You don't care about the rec center. Yeah. You don't care about the airport. The you one. care yeah. that your trash didn't get picked up. And if your yeah. mayor doesn't care about your trash... He doesn't care about anything. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And so you got to realize what's important to people at that moment. And it's rarely what you think it is. And, and how do you do that? You know, it's if you don't like set your objectives, people will set them for you. You know, if you set your priorities, but you also can't care about everything. So, so as mayor with people, you know, they all have their own agenda. Everybody's coming at you. How, how do you filter that? Um, I'm not very good at that. And <laughs> Courtney will tell you because we really try to do it all. You so, try to care about so, everything. Well, you do. If mm-hmm. if, the, if the trash can wasn't picked up, you, you need to care about it. Yeah. Now, that's the beauty of being the mayor of Provo is the size of the city actually allows me to do that. And mm. one of my biggest fears about going on to Congress 
is now I have seven times the number of constituents mm -hmm. that I had before, and I'm 2,000 miles away. Mm -hmm. And I have to figure out a way to translate that to care that their trash symbolically wasn't picked up or mm -hmm. that there's a pothole in front of their house or that they met somebody at the city that was didn't handle things the way they wanted them handled. And I actually think that's far more important in the end of the day than policies and positions and taxes and, and all of those things. Well, and it, it feels like all of that boils down to human relationships yeah, and, and having a good team in place, which you do. And this concept of if I can help you with what's important to you today, yeah. ultimately, uh, that's, I, I'm doing that selfishly because it's going to help me. But we're all trying to bring our A game to make this world a better place. And that's what you're trying to do, right? Yeah. I love that. Okay. So to recap those three tips, gems... Thought McNuggets of leadership advice. Tip number one is most people don't do the difficult thing. Do it now. Don't sit on it. It's not going to get any easier. It's not going to get any easier. You're going to have to do it anyway. And tip number two is it's not that much harder to get the A than it is to get the B. Mm -hmm. I love that. That extra effort, that extra little smidge. Sauce. Yep. That, look, that extra magic special sauce. Yep. I love that. And number three, you can get anything you want if you help enough other people get what they want. Yep. Zig Ziglar. Uh, Zig Ziglar, Mayor Curtis. Congressman Curtis. Is that what we will call you, Congressman Curtis? Uh, you can call me John. Oh, yeah, I'm, a, I'm Congressman John Curtis. Call Sounds you, pretty good. But did you? Did anybody ever call you Johnny? No, as a matter of fact, you don't like that's it. That's the one thing that, hey, like, Johnny. oh, no, don't go there. Don't go there, Allie. <laughs> oh, there it is. There it is. He <laughs> threw down. You know, my good friends called me Allie growing up. So if you call me Allie, I go, oh, we're best friends. Oh, okay. Well, oh. I got to think of something else. Johnny, I, I kind of like to pick one that people hate, but I'll, I'll respect <laughs> you. Um, okay. We love, love, love those tips. Eric, did you have a I, I just wanted to say this. I have a complaint. Okay. Oh, I don't, oh, I, don't no. I don't like traffic. I don't like lines at restaurants. Yep. Provo keeps making all these national lists. Did I know. You, when's your next birthday? 64, 65? How old are you turning? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna be 84 next, <laughs> next spring. You curmudgeon. Yeah. <laughs> so Provo keeps making all these national lists. Best place to live, safest place. I know. Okay, so what are you most proud of? Just I want you to yeah. brag a little bit. Like tell me, like I know how I, I interpret Provo and how I how I love it. I want to know how you love it and what you're most proud of. All right. I'm I'm gonna tell you something first just to make Courtney happy and then I'll tell you the real answer. Okay. I'm most proud of Rooftop Concert Series. Oh, I played that. <laughs> Eric played at the Rooftop Concert Series and how many people? I played a couple years. How many people do you think were there? Thousands. Like, oh, thousands. Yeah. Thousands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's the coolest thing for the it city. Is. So, it is. So let me give you an answer. And rooftop is tied into that. It's, this is hard, right? I mean, Google Fiber and, and Rock Canyon, the Rec Center. And no, talk about this. Don't don't over. I mean, yeah. So so in in the last eight years, so just so people know, rooftop concert series is this. Uh, Courtney Kendrick is here, and she's one of the founders of rooftop concert series, and it has honestly made downtown Provo a cool place to yeah. be on the weekend. Yeah. It's it's amazing. It's a huge concert where there's three bands. It used to be on the top of a parking lot, and now that got dangerous because yeah. so many people yes. came. So they moved it down. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. oh, he, oh he, the mayor. So there was. I got to just tell you, <laughs> the there was a night when it came to my attention that this might be unsafe, and I stood back walk, watching this parking garage actually move back and forth. I felt I'm, it move. And and I said to myself, I can see the newspaper articles right now. You know, 30, oh, 30 die. Mayor knew it was dangerous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So that was the last concert we did up on top. Yeah, yeah. So, but now it's down on a busy, it's yeah. one of the biggest intersections in Provo. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, they shut down the streets. People who follow me on Instagram, 
Instagram know how I feel about the Provo Rec Center because yeah. I go and I run the track and I film dance videos of me running <laughs> around the track. It is probably the best value on the planet. For, it is. It's, it's, so our kids love it. Yeah, and it's just a great place. It's a community gathering place. When I go in there, I'm just I'm tickled by the people that you see there coming together as a community, mm-hmm. being together. So we're really pleased with that. But the overall thing I think that I'll look back and feel the best about is what I call the vibe. Yep. That, I love uh, it. Yeah, that, that I think eight years ago we were a little embarrassed about who we were. Uh, yes. yes, that's that's what I'm saying. We yes. moved back. We didn't care. Yeah. We didn't vote because we didn't care. It's yeah. like I have a house here. Yeah, we let people kind of make fun of Provo and things like that. Mm-hmm. And today we embrace it. Yep. And we're proud of who we are and and that vibe. And you walk down the street of Center Street and you feel a vibe um, that is just cool. And I. I kind of think what when I look back, that's what I'm going to feel best about. I love that. And I mean, I, I I do think that was definitely you. I have an office in downtown Provo, so I know I'm helping a lot. (laughs) (laughs) No, but that vibe is the reason why I like having my office in downtown Provo. And and you can't, you try to describe it or, or, you know, exactly where it came from. And you can talk about influences like the rooftop and the restaurants and the music scene. There are all these, these influences that, that add to that vibe. But um, that's for people that haven't spent time in Provo. Mm-hmm. You know, just come walk down Center Street and do it at eight o'clock at night. There's so many cool, unique restaurants and businesses. Yeah. It seems like people they're not hesitant to start businesses, which is a big fear in this economy. It's like yeah. people are excited; they have confidence so, because there's so many succeeding here. I'll tell you something funny. My first month as mayor, one of the crises that we dealt with mm-hmm. was that we were ranked uh, the the on a list of 100 dead last in. Um, in uh, cities with things to do. Oh. Yeah. And I remember calling up the radio and, and they were making fun of us. And I said, it's just not true. It's not true. And they said, well, tell us some things to do. <laughs> and I had to come up like with Utah the Provo Lake. gun range. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, Hike these things like that. And isn't it funny now how, I mean, we would be just on the top of everybody's list of this is a fun place to be. But you know what I think it stems from, like you said before, is people were embarrassed of it. And I think that's like a gem is you came in and yes, it was collective and trait of a good leader. He's not taking credit for everything, but it, it definitely, you came in and had that sense of ownership. And I think it trickled. Yeah. And let me clarify one thing. Yeah. So I learned early on, I get blamed for everything. Yeah. So I'm taking credit for everything. <laughs> oh, take it. Okay. It was all you. Yeah. 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 Single-handedly, yeah. him and his socks, John Curtis. Yeah. Well, that's what they say when cool. it's something bad, right? So I just, yeah. it goes both ways. Yeah. That's true. I like that. Hey, Tony Robbins talks about that. What does Tony say? He gets credit. If you're going to blame someone, blame him for the bad, you better blame him for, for the, the good, good. Yeah. too. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We love Tony. We love Tony on this (laughs) podcast. Um, Okay. That is awesome. And then I love to ask this question. Um, As the mayor, as an entrepreneur, you are in such an awesome position to be surrounded by a lot of successful people. Mm -hmm. And I I always think that's... um, and successful in a lot of different ways, right? Not mm-hmm. just um, financially or not just because they have a lot of influence, but lots of cool, successful people. Is there one, maybe two attributes that you've noticed that these successful people share? Well, the thing that comes to mind is that they all have a belief in themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, they, there's an inner confidence that it's the swagger maybe, it's the, they know they're good. Yeah. And um, and that does it's not in a prideful way, mm-hmm. you know. It's not in a, necessarily in an egotistical way. It's this inside, inner core of confidence that says, you know, I've got this. 
right? Yeah. And and uh, therefore, when they're knocked down, it's okay, right? Because I know I've got this, right? And yeah. something bad comes on their way, it's all right, because I know I've got this. And somebody treats them unfairly, doesn't matter, because I've got this. And it's this just this smooth confidence that, uh, you know what, I'm good. Um, and, and, yeah. and, and it's not egotistical, but it's this confidence inside. And, and I love that because we talk about this a lot on the podcast, that when people need validation, they often go out for outside validation, outside approval, where the the real validation is only going to ever come from within. Absolutely, yeah. And that's I, and I love people that. sense that. Mm-hmm. You know, think I mean, think back to the to the high school days, the the guys that just couldn't get a date, right? Yeah. You can sense the you know that the desperation, the desperation, <laughs> totally. And the guys that you know, I mean, just they just knew that they were you know, right you know that and it's not here again it's not necessarily egotistical it's just mm-hmm. this confidence that well even if i don't have a date okay i'm happy i'm all right life is good mm-hmm. and i think that comes from knowing who you are and knowing your your worth your value as as a human on this planet aside from anything else yeah, right yeah i and i like that a lot because ali <laughs> Thanks, Johnny. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, I'll stop. I'll call stop. you John. I'll call you John. You can call me Allie. <laughs> okay. um, you know, you don't necessarily have to have some amazing skill sets. It's just more a belief in yourself. Which, and, which takes work. It does. Yeah, it does. Well, and that's I'm, why we made a whole podcast essentially about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, what I'm saying is thinking about, well, you know, how, what, what if somebody doesn't do, what do they do if you don't feel that way? And, mm-hmm. and you know, I think that's that's a that's a viable question. I think it just smarts, starts with finding one small little thing you like about yourself. Yeah. Uh, one tiny little thing and then owning it and, and feeling good about that's that's good. That's me. I love that. Okay, so everybody do that. I, I, you listen to this podcast today. Think about one small, seemingly insignificant thing that you like about yourself because, and I share this when I talk about branding, that is your one of your unique value propositions. And it can seem like, and this is what I love, 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 is the example of your socks. <laughs> How many times have we mentioned Mayor Curtis's socks they're friggin' socks. Who gives a crap about socks? <laughs> exactly. But the way that you own your fun socks, it says a lot about you. And it can be something as small as start with your socks. Start with something small. And let's give that as a challenge today for people to act on. Think about one thing that you like about yourself. And I love this as a follow-up. This is our last question for you. Okay. What do you do when you need to feel more awesome? That's a good question. I probably will seek out somebody who thinks I'm awesome. Yeah, um, which isn't hard in Provo. Well, <laughs> um, you know, and I and here again, that may be hard for some people, but there's got to be somebody, you know. And if you if if they're not surrounded by somebody that thinks you're awesome, you find some right. I mean, go find yeah. new friends. So if somebody that thinks you're awesome. For me, it'd probably be my wife, um, you know, and just that that validation from her. And I got to tell you, in this campaign, I do that a lot. Yeah. You know, the campaign has yeah. a way of making you feel like you know you're. You're just not good. I mean, that's that's the whole thing, right? Your opponents are droning that into you, and, and and everybody's. And for me, it's my wife. You know, just that that connection of somebody that, that appreciates me and will yeah. accept me for who I am. Yeah, I love that. Well, that's what Eric does for me. Thanks, Eric. You're welcome. Do I don't do that for you? Okay, <laughs> is it is this where the music? Yeah, cue the music. Yeah, sweet happy music. Um, oh my gosh, John. Over my world, John. We are so, so grateful that you fun. were John, with us. Thank you so much. I just want to ask one more thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, do it, do I it. Just, how do we, for people who haven't registered, what, like, yeah. what, what, what's the process to, to... You can vote. 
Yeah, <laughs> Americans can vote. It's a new what? thing. Yeah. You, women can vote. Did you know that? No. <laughs> can you believe that? Are you serious? <laughs> this is good news. So, so where do people find you? What, what can they do to yeah. support you? Because uh, I just, I'm going to give my endorsement right now. Well, man, I'm voting for John. Curtis. I've Eric's going to help me vote. Uh, one more thing. I also saw the list of bis- businesses on who've endorsed you. Uh-huh. We're not well, on why there. Why aren't you on there? Well, that's what I was going to ask you. How do I get on there? Did you we are... not give you money? Is that what no, it was? No, no, We'll give you money. I want, you are on there tonight. Well, we will you're, change this tomorrow morning. You're in my morning. heart. Yeah, thank you. Um, okay, so on... Jo- JohnCurtis.org. JohnCurtis.org. Yeah, you can... On Instagram at CurtisUT. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. Well, Courtney, the, is it Courtney's Courtney's not paying attention to us. Yeah. So the, it used to, we've changed a lot of things away from Provo Mayor uh, because yeah, of the campaign. Yeah, I noticed that. But, yeah. but tell us deadlines because this is yeah. Uh, so we're here's where the deadlines. problem. So voting is a week from tomorrow, August fifteenth is is when okay. we vote. And if you're not a registered Republican, I right, changed for you by the way. Okay, I was Libertarian. Libertarian. <laughs> there, there are some people who who are grumpy with me because people are changing their party affiliation to vote for me. Yep. Oh. That, that's. I think that is an amazing sign of how great of a politician you are, a person. Stay in the party, make it better. Yeah, love it. Okay, so deadline. Tell well, us about this. If you if you're not registered now, the only way you can register is if you are unaffiliated. The others, it's actually too late at this point. Okay. And and uh, but if you're registered, you should have received a mail-in ballot, and okay. it has to be mailed in before August 14th. Can you drop these off places? You can, yeah. So the city building, the county building, all have drop-off places where cool. you can leave it, or or you can mail it in. And oh, okay. But, you, but this is just the Republican primary. Just Republican primary. Okay, on November so November seventh, okay. then you'll have a chance. Everybody will have a chance to to vote at that point, regardless of party affiliation. Okay, cool. Good voting sounds like a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a slogan. <laughs> it's my new campaign. <laughs> Voting sounds like a good idea. All right, you guys, this has been so much fun. Thank you for listening. Thank you for participating in this podcast with us. And honestly, I hope you guys really enjoy this very different, vulnerable side of a politician. I just think it's so cool. Refreshing. Really refreshing and unique and just really a treat. And I know definitely for me, it's made politics interesting because this is the type of stuff I'm interested in. Right. Right. So I hope you guys enjoy that. And we just want to thank you so much for listening. I have been so excited seeing you guys share on your Instagram stories, mentioning at the Allison show so that I can see you listening to your podcast. A lot of people are still doing the gratitude practice from episode 24. If you have not tried that gratitude practice, you should try it. And I also want to remind you guys about my year of awesome calendar. It is never too late to have the most awesome year of your life. Every month through my newsletter, I send out a free calendar. It's printable. You can print it in three different sizes and every month has an awesome attribute. And the attribute for the month of August is action. And our last week's podcast episode where we interviewed my dad actually ended up being all about action. I love the things Mayor Curtis said um, about being a leader. So many of them are about taking action. And I just think that August is such an awesome month to kind of prep for the rest of your year, get your A game, finish the year strong. And so I just want to um, tell you about my my newsletter. You can sign up through it through my site, theallisonshow.com. It's free. It's fun. And my 
my newsletters are completely original content that I write. I don't like to call it a newsletter. I'm thinking about calling it, um, what was I going to call it? Like your A game, like A game gazette. Do you like that? Do you like that one? A game? Because it's it's like your awesome game and Allison. Allison. And and that's, I, I've gotten on this kick of like your A game because that's what it's all about because we need to be at our A game because the world needs us at our A game, right? Yeah. That's what the world needs is people who are on their A game. Now that doesn't mean we're beating ourselves up if we're not on our A game. It just means we're, we're we're all going there. We're all different spots though. Exactly. We're all good. We're all good. Yeah. And so that's why I'm excited. Okay. We're going to call it the A game Gazette. Do you like Gazette or digest a game digest or Gazette? Gazette's more fun in my mind. I'm kind of fun. Yeah. Some some people would say you're fun. Yes. <laughs> anyway, regardless of what it's called, you can find that at theallisonshow.com. And then we're also going to read a review because sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. Eric, read a review. Okay, I want to do two because we didn't do it <gasps> last week. Yes, thank you. And we send you. So, will you go to iTunes and leave us a review? Here's why it boosts us in the ratings and more people can try to get on their A game and make the world a better place. We appreciate it. We're going to send you a new shack CD and an I'm doing awesome Tumblr. So shoot us an email at awesome with Allison at the Allison show.com. This is from Evie. I'm obsessed with this podcast. My family low key thinks I'm kind of creepy for constantly bringing up what I'm learning each and every week <laughs> with Allison and Eric. This podcast has renewed my desire to, to produce goodness and make a positive mark in this crazy world. I recommend it to everyone, especially episodes 23 and 24. Thank you for staying up late and hiding from your kids to give us, the people, what we want. I love that she is being vulnerable. She's being creepy to her family. Thank and she doesn't you. care. She doesn't care. Because she's trying to bring her A game. Yes. So That's what the world needs. Yeah. And I love that. So, oh my gosh, that means so much to us. Thank you, Evie. Was it Evie? Evi and then, yeah. Evi? Yeah. Shoot us an email, girlfriend. Okay. This next one is Steffi Scraps. This one's serious. And I love her commitment to what she's doing. Okay. She says, if you are not fully prepared to upgrade your life, put down this podcast and return to your lame rut. <laughs> <laughs> After literally just one episode, I was launched, in, launched into a whole new state of mind and action. Amazing perspectives and practical tips for activating awesomeness you didn't know you had. For realsies, take a listen. I love this. She's just like, you do it or you don't. That like makes me want to cry. And let me, that line where she says, activating awesomeness you didn't know you had. I'm stealing that. That's going on my website. <laughs> that is that is the mission. Activating awesomeness. You didn't know you had. Thank you. I'm I'm straight up stealing that. That is why at the end of every episode, I say only you can be you and you're already as awesome as you need to be. Thank you guys so much, Eric. What are you taking us out on? This is, this is a, a song called Morning Light by my project, Present as Lord. <laughs>
inside through my skull Yes, inside my lungs But if you didn't wanna tell me Well, I understand And if you didn't wanna see me again By evening tonight And so many left hands tripping over 